We were all expecting big things, of course, in 1994, mm. and everyone was very excited. But I think it's been a little disappointing in that we haven't really addressed or redressed the main issues that have uh, established themselves as our problems, you know, from our systemic racism and our historical past of social injustice. And I think that's one of the things that still allows us to, to be in a situation where where people feel a sense of hopelessness, a sense of despair and a sense of fear. And I think that, that we'd like to try and promote, particularly in businesses, a sense of hope so that we can overcome that because the only thing stronger than fear really is hope and that's what we need for this country right now. Now, in a recent opinion piece uh, that you wrote, you, you spoke about racial polarization and, and how racism remains um, to this day the, one of the scourges of our country. Let's talk a bit about uh, um, that feeling or um, your sentiments around racial polarization. Right. So I believe that as a result of our past, racial polarization virtually touches everything in society. Mm. society and in work there's not much in our country which is not touched by race in sure. one way or another and therefore we we need to address it and we need to have the uncomfortable conversations in business and, and we need to make sure that we don't just try and smooth it over or sweep it under the carpet and hope that it'll go away because that is naive at best and, and irresponsible at worst so the only way that we're ever going to be able to change this country is to shift the mindsets of its people. And the mindsets sometimes, unfortunately, are still a bit stuck, stuck in the past, and people are not able to change their views. We call it paradigm paralysis, where you just can't see the need for change and you pretend that everything is fine. And that's why we often hear people speak about color blindness. You know, I don't see color. I treat everybody the same. But that's not really the solution for our problems. You you can't tell somebody who has been suffering from being oppressed because of their skin color that you don't see their color. That's really a bit of an insult because it means that you're ignoring their their life experiences, their beliefs, their value systems, their culture, everything, and just pretending that it's all going to be the same and going to be okay. So we need to be able to shift mindsets, to get people to look at their own prejudices, to understand the the difference between prejudice and discrimination and racism, which which is an important factor these days. A lot of people get confused between those things. Very briefly, prejudice is is a prejudgment based on the group from which a person comes. Discrimination is when you act out on that prejudice, and racism is when you have both prejudice and discrimination and it's supported by a position of power, particularly from economic power. So those are the things that we need to have some uncomfortable conversations about, about white privilege, about black economic empowerment. But until such time as we address these issues properly, I don't believe that we can really move forward and and pretend that it's all going to be okay. And what would constitute addressing these issues um, properly, Ian, as you say, because rightfully so, that uh, in order to to tackle something, you need to first of all acknowledge it and then find ways around dealing with it. So in your view, what are some of the avenues that we can use to really start talking in meaningful ways to really deal with the, the issue of racism head on in this country? Well, we can't, I mean, it's a massive challenge, but, but mm. we can't say that the problem is too big for us. We need to be able to work with it, even if it's one person at a time. 
But mm-hmm. we do need to be able to, to, to allow people to explore their own past, their own history, and to have workshops. So at the Hatch Institute, we run race relations workshops mm-hmm. where people can learn from each other. And we have what we call a mini truth commission where people of different backgrounds and race groups and cultures and genders sit in a, in a workshop together and share each other's stories about what it was like to grow up in South Africa. And so and those are the kind of things that, that we try and expose people to. And, of course, South African history, because a lot of people in South Africa, believe it or not, are still really don't know, you know the real history of this country and the extent of the racial discrimination that, that occurred in our, in our past. And when you do get to understand that and to learn about the different laws that were implemented to, to, to separate people and how that created the polarization, then it becomes a little easier to understand why there's such a massive need for change. And that's really about changing your own mindset. You can't change other people. You can only change yourself. If it's going to be, it's up to me, essentially. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, just finally, uh, what is your hope uh, for South Africa as we mark 27 years of um, democracy today? Well, I believe the hope should be really about about changing mindsets so that people can really become an integral part of a system that everybody gets an equal opportunity, particularly in businesses where people can feel that they are respected and trusted and treated with dignity and that their contributions are valued so that they all have a truly equal opportunity and a sense of belonging despite the, the, the differences in South African businesses Everyone needs to have a sense of belonging and, and a common purpose so that at the end of the day we can truly try and build a, an equal society where every single human being has an opportunity to, to participate in the economy and is able to express themselves and to reach their full potential.